joined by my co-host michael mallon mike how are you hello i am hanging in there doing well and we promised guests and we have our first guest tonight we are joined by our friend uh, i like to call him other chris we we trade being other chris depending on whose friends we're hanging out with uh, we might also call him Dar, because that's an old nickname here uh but uh yeah welcome to our friend chris Thanks for having me, guys. I'm uh, I'm actually really honored to be on this. <laughs> we are Chris, honored to have you. <laughs> you like, know, we have a lot of loyal listeners. Uh, you know, my mom, Matt, <laughs> Matt Damon. Uh, but Chris was one of the very first people to I ran into him out in public who said, you know, hey, I was listening to the uh, podcast and really enjoyed it. Blah, blah blah. One of the first people the even though, you know, was a friend uh, to, to give feedback about it. So appropriate that he is our first guest for uh, Radio Free Coronavirus. Um, and he has an interesting job that we'll get to maybe a little bit later. Um, he doesn't think it's that interesting, but I think during these times uh, there's some interest there. So uh, do we want to start with some recaps of uh, things coming out of our last few episodes? Yeah, and I would say one of the recaps is maybe broadening our listenership by – really enlisting the lead singer of the Spin Doctors, which is kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to explain what happened there? Well, I'm trying to remember how it started. I need to... It it starts with you were responding to a tweet from Tom Morello, the guitar player from Rage Against the Machine. Where he said, you don't like Johnny Cash. Oh, my. Okay, okay. My next show will be a solid two hours of Spin Doctors, Two Princes on repeat, which I interpreted as... All right, Tom Morello, everyone's stressed out and it's, you know, kind of wild times, but there's no reason to throw shade at two princes, which is what I responded to. But I also right. tagged the Chris Barron, who's the lead singer of Spin Doctors. He's just a cool guy to follow. Like, and and I responded because Spin Doctors being on my list of, you know, you Most. put them in the Creed Nickelback yes. category? The, no, it's, oh, wow. it's not Creed Nickelback ca- category. It's just for my taste personally. They're they in like the Counting Crows, uh, you know, just artists that I, I really can't stand. Nothing personal. It's just personal taste. So but I snarkily yes. reply to you, you know, I'm with Tom. And our friend Chad also echoed that as well. Yes, Chad piggybacks on me and says, I'm with Geeksinga on this. And then I'm laughing because the way Twitter does notifications, there's a notification that his name is also Chris, right? Right. Yes, the other Chris. So he's other, other Chris, lead singer of the Spin Doctors, has liked Chad's thing agreeing with me. So he has liked But he also liked mine. 
as well. Right, but you know, if, all I can see is that he's liked the 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 shade getting thrown on him from My three different people. Just, he enjoyed the whole thing and is like like like. And... I, I'm not sure if he just all mentions are good mentions or if you know reading comprehension is as bad as the songs. Ayo. Well, I'm sure uh, Chris Barron appreciates the attention, <laughs> negative or positive, because nah, uh, he's, he's, he's a cool guy to follow. And it was like six months ago where he talked about the origin of the song Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. And it was about his stepmother, I believe. And our, our, our viewers can't see this, but I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Is that what that was? <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a fine album. I, I enjoyed them and saw them in concert. Uh, way back in the day during a festival where there's like eight, 12 different bands playing. So I'm uh, sure he's a delightful person, but yeah, hard pass on all these. You know, maybe we'll tag him in. as in Hey, man, we were talking about you and maybe he'll be a future guest. Yeah, be, our, be our other other Chris will be our guest on the next one. Uh, you know, again, uh, all Chris I, I, podcast. it's a small <laughs> world. A lot of people are trapped inside. Who knows what could happen? <laughs> I've talked. I've talked about this before. Like I, ten years ago, Chris was really, really, really snobby. I, I'm talking about me, not not you, Chris. No, or no. Chris from Spend Doctors. <laughs> it was implied. Ten years ago, me was really snobby about music, and I have firmly let that go. I have opinions, but no one can see yeah. this. But but other Chris and I are. Taking it back by your speculating semi wildly. Yeah, you're you're saying you're over this. Is that what? I just I have strong opinions about music still, but it it, you know it's 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 pop art. Like everybody's opinions are valid about this. So just the fact that I don't like them means like I think people are bad people for for liking him, the Spin Doctors, or you know Creed for that matter. I just. They're not my thing. To put a button on this topic, I'm going to get the final word in and say, I will ride and die with Jimmy Olsen's blues from Spin Doctors, and we can move on. So the next little <laughs> piece of business next issue from our from our uh, great Corona uh, coronavirus radio free coronavirus episodes. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I put out some poll questions based on some topics that have come up. And from our first episode this week was the story of a determined stranger asking Chris and I for for drugs. So, <laughs> so I wanted to, I wanted to see how often that had happened to people. So I yeah. put up a Twitter poll, which so far has twenty five responses. So there's time left in the poll. So I'm guessing we'll get more responses. Uh, but I said, how often has a stranger asked if you had access to illicit drugs? Uh, the options are what? Never. Uh, that one time. A few, I mean, it happens. And the final option is, I've lost count, really. So, right. so far, the majority of responses are, a few, I mean, it happens, which is just who tends to be answering the, the poll. Uh, but there's responses in every category so far. Good, good. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. The episode we just released yesterday about me thinking that the J and JRPG meant junior. That was gold, by the way. And not <laughs> Japanese, which I probably knew at some point. <laughs> but anyway, there's, again, about 20 votes there, too. And there's one lone person that's like, yeah, I've heard of that. And everyone else is just answering with the ha ha ha, no. 
Uh, making your wife vote does not count, Mike. Uh, I, my son, my wife, or my dog did not vote, <laughs> to my knowledge. Uh, right, right. I, I mean, I only think it's funny because, you know, we all have these holes in our knowledge. I mean, you know, I've I've had these same moments where, you know, the the today years old when you figure it out, something that everybody else seems to know. So, it, yeah, like it I, I will own up to the fact that I was much too old to be like, what? The moon doesn't give off its own light. <laughs> really yeah it was it was a revelation <laughs> although one of my favorite moments was one of chris's friends when i was talking and just i referenced uh let it go from frozen which was just a massive you couldn't be anywhere and not be aware of that he's like what's frozen uh let me take a guess was his name Dre? His, his name was Dre. <laughs> and it was beyond the point of saturation where you would have heard that song, known about the movie. It was everywhere. And he just deadpan is like, what are you talking about? Frozen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he also uh, once did, was not familiar with, I can't remember if it was Beat It or Billie Jean. I think it was Billie Jean. We were playing it in the car. He's like, what is this? This is awesome. <laughs> K-Packs in your car? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Dre uh, has some, you know, he, he has an interesting background and he has some um, strange holes in, in his knowledge. He's a very smart guy, does coding, but, yeah, there's a lot of surprising things that he's unaware of. So, Dar, thank you for being here today. And Again, thanks. You work for the post office. Which I do. Through rain, sleet, snow, and coronavirus, you keep doing your thing. I do. I, mm. uh, I actually have uh, papers they just gave us all yesterday that should they go into martial law, and I'm <laughs> out driving on my way to or from work, uh, the postmaster says I'm a uh, uh, what do you call it? A, a necessary essential employee? employee, essential employee. So, so is that something you can make copies of and get to each of us or sure. But I mean, you're going to also have to have a postal ID with you or prove otherwise that you work for the postal service or you could white out and put whatever. <laughs> that sounds yeah. fraudulent. I think <laughs> oh, entirely. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not saying you should do it. It's just, I'm trying to, Get you to your goal. It's I'm however. Gonna, I'm going to go full McLovin, and I'm going to white out and have mine say that I'm like you know a proctologist. A Jamaican. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I work for the post office. Um, to be honest, as of right now, they there's a box of uh, rubber gloves, latex gloves, up by the supervisor's desk and masks. But they're yep. just kind of like, if you want some, here you go. Are they like bowling shoes at this point? It's like, yeah, we spray them, but, you know, good luck. <laughs> yeah, no, they're like, you know, it, it's, they're not too uh, worried about things. But they have been saying and announcing to the public that there's very little chance that it can be spread through the mail. Yes. So that's that's good news or a, a brilliant lie to allay anyone's fears. But uh, it seems I have like it's a- airborne. I have a follow-up question here, but before we yes. get too much further, I just want to acknowledge that, you know, you're one of the many jobs that I think maybe people take a little bit for granted that is, you know, people are starting to realize how important it is to their lives <laughs> right now and that you are uh, 
delivering stuff that and for many people is kind of their main way that they're getting anything right now because they're either the stores are closed or they're afraid to go there don't are social distancing so yeah uh, like do, do you feel any extra love people acknowledge yeah, that you're one of our k-plus like, heroes or? yeah some people have been like thank you so much for doing what you do and you know, with my self-esteem on top of it, I'm just like, I, I don't really have much of a choice, but thank you. <laughs> right. But it's, it's kind of, you know, uh, uh, I don't know how to take it. Do you, any extra precautions you have to take? Just, you know, you are coming into contact with, because so for, you know, our wide range of listeners, um, you are still fairly old school in terms of your mail delivery, right? Like you, I mean, you have a little bit more of a, I don't know. You have like, a walking com- route, correct? Well, that's just it. I, I have enough seniority where I bid a route that I may be outside 30 to 60 seconds max right. at one time because it's mostly businesses and apartments. Yep. So that actually probably puts me in contact with more people and surfaces than a regular house-to-house route. Yep. So. So you're not uh, having to walk door to door like but that's, you know, for the cities, that is how most of the postal service people are yeah. still doing it. They're still getting out and walking from house to house. There's yeah, not city delivery. mailboxes. Like doing that, right? and, oh, know. yeah. I did that for the first 12, 13 years. So do you, are you taking extra precautions or things that you worry about with the way you're having to deliver these days? You know, there's mm-hmm. door handles and surfaces and not really. I mean, I have rubber gloves, but I take them on and I could like I I take them off because they get sweaty and I'm just like, eh. and I figure, you know, the sooner I get it, the sooner you get rid of it. And there's beds available now. I'll be part of the first part of the flat curve. <laughs> hopefully right. or not at all. I don't want to yes. be in the middle. Uh, yeah, let's let's all avoid that. Uh, anything that you've noticed that there's been a spike in because of this? Like, um, well, there was one day I had a lot of packages from the same sender going to yeah. different places on my route, and it was enough that it looked like it was maybe a blanketing, but it was uh, they were all from CVS. People ordering their, but online uh, pharmacies nothing sure, new. Sure. It just yeah, it just seemed odd that it was all in one day and from the same place. But everybody got in their orders for you know to cover at least two weeks of the medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, I am. Uh, so yeah, it's not. I guess I haven't really seen a spike because this is generally um after Christmas the mail volume drops like a rock, and uh, this year's no exception except uh, Mondays are heavier. Um, sometimes there's more packages here and there but uh yeah it's not crazy i haven't okay. noticed a huge difference can how obvious it is it when people are getting sex products delivered it's been a while but <clears throat> i have had some marital aids that i had to they, deliver. they always advertise like the plain packaging but i feel like to an experienced postal worker you see the plain packaging and you're like yep that's plain isn't enough. It's the type of packaging because some of them come in a non-discreet or discreet right. white plastic bag. Yeah, yeah. It's very you can feel. I'm like, oh, there's the coronal flare. There's the. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a marital aid. Right. I've probably knowingly delivered at least a dozen in my 15 years. But no, no obvious spike in that stuff uh, that you've no, noticed. No, I haven't really been keeping. I guess it's only what we're only about two weeks in or so. You're not three weeks in, right? all the packages to you know get a sense. No, no. <laughs> but there are Probably some the that I, 
there are some that I'm curious as to what's inside. It could be, but nothing as definitive as the white plastic bag. Right. That you can you can feel the shape. I can't see through it, but if you get a good, you know, right. two hands around, you can <laughs> <laughs> two hand grip it is key. This is really girthy. This is strange. <laughs> yeah. Someone knows what they like. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's kind of strange. I've seen coconuts with stamps on them. They just deliver coconuts. Uh, okay. Someone wrapped a plastic car bumper in priority mail flat rate boxes and then just taped it shut. <laughs> um, people mail hockey sticks with stamps. You know, anything that can have stamps basically will will deliver. I guess you're in Minnesota, so sure. Yeah. Well, those are the kind of I guess the off the top of my head things. Yeah. But, uh, I was thinking maybe after 30 years I could make a little coffee table book about the weird stuff I've seen and been exposed to yeah, as a mailman. Snapping pictures of, you know, without people's names on them. And that's a that's a Kramer coffee book. Yeah. I mean, I take pictures of things. I mean, my phone roll over the years, I, I probably could coalesce some of the things and uh, make it. Yeah. Like a coffee table, like pictures only book. Absolutely. Green light it. Yeah. As long as anonymity is intact, I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> exactly. Or, or I need to print up some waivers. Yeah. If you if you're gonna take Go a picture of the outline of the marital aid, you know, you want to be sure that that name is not in the picture. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so there's that. But uh, yeah, I haven't noticed a spike, so to speak. So outside of work, how are you keeping yourself entertained through all the social iso- social isolation, and everything else? Um. Well. I we were we actually were in Costa Rica when it kind of hit, so we got back. Um, we were worried about getting back, but it wasn't much of an issue. But uh, so we've only been back into it. This is almost let's see, well a couple weeks. And um, we uh, to add on to what you said on one of your earlier podcasts about the I think is was it the house party app? Yes. Yes. The, the one app- we wanted to create that's existed for a while for teens. So yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as as I was saying with uh, Chris earlier, and I think everyone agrees that it's um, the crosstalk and it can get a little busy and uh, difficult to um, communicate when there's more than just a couple people on it. So I but, think that well, you know we are honor bound to to, uh, to try the house party app since you know you were bringing it up, Mike. So I've, I've I feel like that's part of the the service we can provide during these troubled times is testing the app and seeing how it works and giving a review. Yeah, sure. Otherwise, the games are fun. Yeah, like uh, draw. It's like Pictionary uh, trivia, and uh, there's like an apples to apples or a tame version of um, Cards Against Humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty fun, but. Uh, and like I said, it gets a little busy with people, and especially if they're drinking, they don't, you know, everyone's blah, 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 talking over right. each other. So, but it's it's good, clean fun. But uh, I don't know that it, you know, can last forever, keep you busy. Otherwise, we have a, I have a 1,500 page, sorry, 1,500 piece puzzle on the dining room table. Um, oh, that's what? how we roll. It's actually a, a really nice picture. It's a Kodak is the brand of the puzzle, but it's a photograph of all these uh, hot air balloons taking off over the water in some mountains, which is making for a very difficult puzzle. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was funny last Thanksgiving, my wife 
set out a puzzle because we were having like 20 people over and I'm like, these puzzles are for old people. Are you kidding me? And 10 minutes later, she's calling me up to dinner and I'm like, hang on. And I'm, I'm, you know, knees deep into this puzzle. It's uh, it's a nice way to, you know, kill an hour. Yeah, it's very mindful, which anytime you True. focus on one thing at a time, that's usually good for our mental health. Exactly. It's very calming. And uh, yeah, it's not something you can do and, uh, you know, make scrambled eggs at the same time. <laughs> Have I ever told you my puzzle uh, spring break story? No. I don't know that I've or heard shared it. it on this. Uh, I, I mean, other Chris, you're a fan of this podcast. You don't remember me telling this story before on the well, on Once the you get into it, I might remember it. Okay. Well, it's not a long one. So uh, senior year uh, for spring break, we are supposed to go to Florida, as you know, people in Georgia do for spring break when you're a senior in high school. And we got really excited. There were multiple houses going down, and we decided we were doing a scavenger hunt to get there. So I spent all this time creating this crazy scavenger hunt designed to, you know, things like get a signed napkin by a waitress at Stucky's and stuff like that. Like, and my girlfriend at the time gets sick right at, before we're supposed to leave. So I have to wait a day. The whole scavenger hunt completely, you know, collapses because I'm not there to kind of encourage everybody to make it happen. So I'm a day or two late getting down for spring break. I'm like super ready for like, woo, spring break party. And we finally get down there and I come busting through the door into the this uh, beach house that we have rented. And <laughs> as I come through the door, the, what I see is three of my friends sitting there and they're doing a puzzle of Moses parting the Red Sea. And then <laughs> I can see straight through like the window out to the beach. The other two friends in this house are flying a kite on the on the beach. <laughs> and how old were you? <laughs> we were 12. seniors in high school. We are ready to I'm like coming in the door ready to party. And this is what three people Moses parting the Red Sea, two people flying kite. <laughs> I guess you got to start somewhere. <laughs> you don't want to peak too early in the trip. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, as is always the case, I, I have a wide variety of friends with a wide variety of interests. And so, uh, you know, did business ever pick up or was it all puzzles and kites? All no, no. Up? I mean, business picked up. It was, you know, we had a we had a fun trip overall. But uh, the rags came out Saturday night. I was a little worried when I first came through the door about what this spring break was going to be. Uh, anyway, sorry puzzle took me down the little memory lane there not at all i mean no it's uh yeah we've probably done six or seven puzzles we did a she bought a trilogy of star wars puzzles oh. and we knocked out pretty quick though but uh yeah it's a great winter thing and now that we're sequestered uh it beats uh watching tv all the time which we're still doing i don't watch much television yeah, I still haven't either. I am. Um, I'm actually, you know, because social distancing, I have a tentative date with friends after this to use or to try that uh, the Netflix with friends app thing that's available on Chrome. Um, have either of you guys tried it yet? What Sorry, which one? I was getting a drink. Yeah, it's okay. The it's the app for watching Netflix with friends. 
No, it's, I've heard of it. Chrome only. Yeah, we're we're supposed to try that later on tonight. We are watching the uh, the documentary about the guy that uh, raises tigers. That's like memes everywhere right now. <laughs> are you guys familiar with this? No. Uh, it re- released within the last few weeks, and the internet has uh, run off with it right away because that's quite a the guy's a crazy character, and it's not really a spoiler because like if you start watching it, this is revealed within like the first two minutes. He eventually ends up getting charged with uh, hiring a hitman to kill a rival. <laughs> like there's a, a an activist that wants you know, these sort of shady animal park zoos, people breeding big cats in captivity get shut down and he, you know, allegedly hires someone to kill her. So Wow. Well that's so a little like good times. It's yeah. a little crazy. So uh, we're supposed to be watching uh, an episode of that together. So I will the next time we meet I'll uh, report back on how that went for everybody trying to find different ways to, to connect. I'm curious about the watching TV and then re- remotely with other people. I mean, isn't the talking going to maybe interfere? I think the default is is more of like a chat situation, but oh. I haven't tried it. So we'll have to That's see how it goes. That's much better. Yeah. Because otherwise I would need to pause at like every 10 seconds if people are going to be talking. Right. It sounds yeah, like I know it gives that. a small group of people a chance to live tweet something. Right. So I've I've tried to do this with friends far away before. And like, it's a nightmare if you even just trying to watch a show at the same time, like nothing because of like the time delays on the Internet is ever synced. So like you're trying to watch it. They're trying to watch it. You got like two audios going on like pop up video where. You're watching a show and like you type something and it pops up for everybody as they're watching it. Yes, I th- I think that's how it works. But I will yeah. I'll give a full report if we are able to get this going tonight. Nice. Hmm? And what's it called again? Uh, I think it's just it's got a couple of different names because I think it was initially like a third party app and maybe it still is considered. I think it's like Netflix with friends. Netflix and chill. Uh, Keep, <laughs> keep that talking, anything. and I will. Uh, yeah, so uh, Postal Service. Netflix Party, I think is, is what they're calling oh, it. Fair enough. So my favorite so, post office thing is from Seinfeld, where... Uh, Newman? Well, Newman? Newman, but the one episode where he said, you control the mail, you control information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are generally maligned on TV shows and in life too. Well, the Wilfred know, Brimley the casting as like the Postmaster General was pretty solid on on Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. You know, I'm a school counselor. Have you ever seen a school counselor positively portrayed in the in the media? Okay, I, I want uh, there's room on my cross for you, other Chris. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> I mean, the only examples I can think of off the top of my head are like Mr. Mackey and the there's like the school counselor on Freaks and Geeks, who's, you know, definitely a joke. Um, those are actually the two pictures I wanted to have for my office. Not that uh, none of the kids will know who the, the Freaks and who Geeks was the school is. counselor on my so-called life. That person was fairly represented, weren't they? Oh man, it's been years. I I can't remember. All I can remember is Brian Krakow. Krakow. <laughs> uh, uh, I, 
See, this is another reason we we have so many fine guests that we can have on, and I I know a couple of connoisseurs of that show, so they they could probably tell us more. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's the you know the terrible counselor. If anybody had to watch the, um, uh, uh, I can't think of the the controversial suicide Netflix show, oh, Thirteen Reasons 13 Why. Reasons why. Yeah. Yeah, they, and there's the counselor on that who just does a awful job and you know breaks multiple ethics <laughs> codes. So we, you know, we, we we've, it's school counselors, you know, especially coming off of like the guidance counselor era. Not not a lot of positive portrayals. Trying to remember that horror movie, The Faculty. I feel like there's a school counselor in there that probably died in some terrible way. <laughs> Oh, well, that sounds, had a good sounds like a positive Although it did have John Stewart, who I think was the science lab teacher in that movie. He, uh, this is again dating us. Maybe they saw him in schools, but those paper cutters where it had. Oh, we still a, have those at the post office. A sharp blade and you could cut paper with them. Yeah, it's like a scimitar. Yeah, blade. I think, it's curved. Yeah. And I think the lead in the movie was Josh Hartnett because it was the early 2000s or late 90s. And he, whose mother lives on one of my old routes. Yeah. Stood next to him at a Wilco concert. Yeah, Minnesota boy. He rips off the blade from the paper cutter and then decapitates John Stewart, uh, <laughs> which, you know, that was pre-Daily Show. So. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I just remember I saw that movie in the theater, which is a weird claim to fame. So. <laughs> I saw the terminal in the theater, and I'm not proud of that. I only saw amazing movies in the theater. Oh, I've seen some non bangers. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the movies now are getting delayed. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw the Wonder Woman's the latest uh, yeah. victim yeah. today. Coming out in August. Yeah. So, a bummer. Looking forward to that. I enjoyed the oh, first one that came out. Can uh, we uh, have a premiere if people are not supposed to go out and see it? So. I guess it makes sense to delay them. <laughs> that was a that was a very Booger McFarland take right there. <laughs> yeah, it's really unnecessary. See what they're trying to do right here is release this movie so they can make some money, and they're going to need a lot of people to buy tickets so they can make some money. Michael took it to its logical conclusion. Thank you. <laughs> yes. No, Chris <laughs> likes to to make fun of the Booger McFarland commentary. From Monday Night Football. He is not my favorite. Uh, you're not alone. No, I'm not. <laughs> Justifiably so, I would say. What they want to do here is score a touchdown because they're down by five points. So field goal is not going to do him any good. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, that's when he doesn't uh, – he doesn't have a target-rich environment as far as comments. So he uh, defaults to uh, 101. Well, for both of you guys, another staple of your social routine is like the karaoke. That's not not an option these days. Our uh, Sunday night uh, fine dining has come to a grinding halt. True. Um, and uh, I'm afraid to see uh, some more, you know, if there's going to be some other uh, landmark Twin Cities restaurants that don't survive it. I'm sure there will be. And then well, I, one of my favorite restaurants just uh, – 
well, I guess they didn't technically burn. They just took heavy water damage, but I'm not oh, sure. Oh, in Northeast, yeah. Yeah, if that uh, if they'll survive that. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I think one of the places that we really enjoyed, there were already rumors that they might be not long for that. And Mike, you went there too, the, the French place. Um, even before coronavirus, there was rumors that they might not be long for the world. So I'm Maritage. worried they may not survive. Yeah, Marit- no, uh, the um, the one we went to, the Bar Brigade. Oh, oh yeah, I might not went there. It was good. Uh, you know, I was yeah, just... I, I I hope they make it along with everybody else. So I was just wondering about the place that burned down. I'm wondering. I haven't thought this through, so shut me up if it just makes no sense. But maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Because let's say so they're closed down. Let's say it didn't burn down. They're not taking in any money, and mm-hmm. the employees aren't getting paid. Mm-hmm. So it burns down. They get what insurance money, and I'm sure that it must cover some sort of compensation for the employees to some degree, right? I have no idea how restaurant insurance works for something like that. I have neither, but I was just uh, just an idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if you're gonna have to do a you know, fix and remodel. It's probably the best possible time for that to happen, as long as insurance actually covers that. I just true. I'm just thinking about no Joe Pesci and Ray Liotta yeah. and Goodfellas, just like torching the place to cash in on insurance money. Well, we had a there was a St. Cloud establishment that that's literally what happened. The really famous bar up there that uh, burned to the ground a couple of months back, and then. Within days of that happening, the owner was arrested and charged with arson. So. Oh, boy. Not good. Anybody got uh, other things that we uh, need to discuss while, while we have? I think the, the main question, the last main question before it branched off was just how everyone's keeping busy. Yep. In sequestration. Um, yeah, I had said uh, – so yeah, the the you said the Netflix thing, and we did the house party app, and then puzzles. Um, I mean, it's not like we can't go outside. Like I, uh, we we had Chinese tonight, and I uh, biked about a mile round trip to go get it. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's been it was almost fifty today. Still gloomy, but uh, yeah, it's tough being stuck inside. You guys doing anything else to stay busy? I started working from home today, so that was an adjustment, trying to figure that out. And our, our son is here, so my wife and I are – she's working from home as well and trading him off. So we were outside with him, and he almost – not almost, but sort of – he pushes this little garbage truck really fast down the street. And then he decided to do like a 180 into the middle of the road, and there was a car coming. So I didn't get anywhere near him, but I had to be like, you can't drive into the middle of the road and trying to teach him that. So he's busy outside running around. I also uh, introduced him to the lovely art of making blanket forts today. Yeah. So he really enjoyed that, although he wanted to walk on top of it, which uh-huh. does not work. And it's going to sounds lead, like a learning experience. going to lead to an injury. So he did that once and didn't hurt himself. I'm like, okay, you can't do that. He's like, but I want to. I'm like, no, you can't. So we're done playing with the fort. He's like, no, I won't do it again. So I build the fort again. Of course, he does it again. I'm like, okay, we're done. Meltdown. <laughs> Learning experience. So uh, that's all going on. 
uh, a lot of Hugo lessons right now. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep him outside as much as possible. And in the winter. Yes. And, uh, you know, we've been recording these in the evenings, which has been enjoyable. So I think, you know, we may continue to do that through throughout the week. Maybe I'll get into another game or something. I don't know. I've been trying to read, too. Trying to keep my mind occupied. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think I already mentioned the <clears throat> frequent uh Virtual happy hours, because we were talking about that earlier again. Uh, daily guitar practice for me. Oh, nice. Which I've not been doing in a while. So uh, one of my uh, stretch goals in life is to have a alt-country cover band. Uh, the original name for it was Donkey Sauce. <laughs> uh, copyright? <laughs> I got to think there's already a band named Donkey Sauce. I mean, I don't know, but that was my original name. Now I'm on Turd Ferguson. There's got to be a Turd Ferguson. Yeah. I, I mean, I you know, it, it's it's you know, a all country cover band that at best would be playing at like, you know, a brewery near you. I'm not sure that it we're gonna get a cease and desist on that, but uh, it's a stretch goal. Uh, my friend Kent, who's a very, very, very good musician who you've both met has, uh, tentatively agreed that he would play in turd Ferguson. Uh, so I don't know, maybe we'll come out of this with, uh, you know, a, a set ready group. to go and we'll start, you know, assembling a team. The problem is turd Ferguson really needs a decent steel guitar player and a decent fiddle player. And those are not easy things to find in Minnesota. No. So. We'll see. Uh-huh. Well, there's plenty of bluegrass around. I'm sure that someone might not mind moonlighting. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. You know, like I said, stretch goals. Did we tell the story about seeing uh, his band at Bald Man? Because I know we talked about Extreme when we were opening up those packs of cards. Yeah. But I don't know if we told the story about them, <laughs> me requesting wholehearted <laughs> at the bar and they played it at the end of the night to close. Uh, you know, I can't remember if we talked about it or not. That was you a know, lot we're, of fun. And both we're like, both we're like 32 were casts yeah. deep here. So it's hard to remember everything. That we... Um, I don't know that if you had told that or not, but, uh, that was, a, I mean, it was fun. It was, uh, it was, yeah, go ahead. If you want to tell it. No, basically that just, uh, Chris's friend I was just talking about has a, has a band and, I had made a big deal to request wholehearted because he started playing it randomly one night at your place during a Christmas party. It was a summer party, but yeah, summer party. I don't know. The whole world's a blur right now. Yeah. Right. Time. He was there at your house at Christmas when I was angrily talking about New Jersey Christmas songs. <laughs> uh, yes. That was gold. <laughs> I was, I was maybe a little overserved. <laughs> I, I feel attacked right now. Uh, well, oh, no, you were properly served for to. It was very entertaining. Yeah, so I'm about it. So maybe those times will happen again, where uh, we're able to get together. We shall see. Uh, I mean, maybe it's not like this isn't going to last forever, Mike. Let's, you know, sell a little hope to our listenership. I, I don't want Matt Damon to get down, Mike. <laughs> well, that's how I ended the last episode, too, where I was talking about video games. And I'm like, maybe I'm just depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is yes. a tough time. 
it is. And, I, you know, I think we're all struggling with how long we may have to do this and, yeah. you know, just the uncertainty of not knowing a date. I mean, our fearless leader says Easter, but um, I, I'm not sure that I'm I'm on board with that plan. So you're not going to pack the churches. Me personally, I think I'll, I'm going to pass on that much like a spin doctor. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so many cheap <laughs> shots. It's uncalled for. And you're in a, you're in a choir. Yeah, yeah. You're what's your point? You're having no musical outlet now, right? Or yeah, no choir is is on hiatus with no the musical outlet, but spring less. concert uh, is TBD. Whether it occurs at all, you know, delayed for sure. So. Well, we're all sounds like hanging in there. So far, so good. Doing this, we'll helps. make it. So that's <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. So, so uh, Dar, I believe this is your first podcast you've been on. This is true, and uh, it's kind of like meeting my heroes, except it was good because uh, <laughs> I mean I knew you before the podcast and everything. You almost got. I heard the podcast, and and now I'm on it. I mean, what's next? Chris almost spit wine everywhere and ruined his fancy microphone. Yeah, over there. that would have been. Yeah, you guys both have the spit guards and the the boom mics, and I'm sitting here with my. Uh, I'd ask my wife for her old regular plug headphones to put in my iPad one or whatever this is. We're going to clean up and post. It's going to be awesome. Oh, really? Great. Sure. Mm -hmm. No, you kind of do a clean run, don't you? No, you're going to sound like, you're going to sound like Barry White. (laughs) (laughs) That would be cool. Yeah. I thought maybe we'd get a little taste of the kernel and stuff, but like you've, you've kind of kept it in your pants first episode. So, well, I only had one drink. Well, she brought me a second one. I put it on mute and, honey! <laughs> uh, I made her get me a drink 50s wife style. But, um, well, I mean, I guess I, I'm i not in Colonel territory just right now. Which is maybe fine. I'm happy. They're lucky now. We can, we can have a separate episode that's just, you know, guest is the Colonel. Right. Guest is the Colonel. <laughs> I will have to do a little prep for that, one. and you can pre-game for that. And I, and I mean, if it, I don't, we haven't we haven't explored the house party app yet. But if if we can do the house party app and record, like maybe we'll make a a uh, a podcast out of that, and uh, you can you can be in one of the rooms. I bet you record it because if uh, I think Heads Up is actually part of it, one of the games. And you have you ever played Heads Up? Yeah. Nope. Oh, yeah, so it's it. basically like what? What's it based on? The original game where you hold the card up to your head and people oh. act it out and try to yeah. get you to guess what it right. is. So yeah, but and then it, there's a uses your phone as a camera and you can see everyone losing their mind trying to get you to. It's kind of funny to watch the re, like people acting it out yeah. from your perspective. I think it's sort of like the game Catchphrase, and you yeah, you're like but like there's an older version of this game like like it, they were playing it in um. Inglorious Bastards in the basement bar scene where they put the cards on their foreheads. Okay. It's kind of like that. So I think it's an older game. But anyway, that's the gist of it. But yeah, you'd be able to record it. And uh, I mean, that would be a little weird because whenever you get it right, you tilt it forward and it, the camera, you get air sick looking at it. But anyway, it'd be worth a experimental try. Absolutely. The game. Well, thank you both for the time here this evening. Good luck out uh, on your route. Stay safe. 
Yeah. Thanks. Uh, you guys uh, keep washing those hands and probably moisturizing them as well with all the soap and alcohol that's going. Yeah, I don't hands. get to that point. I probably should wash my hands more. Once at work, a week or so. No, no. I mean, I wash them probably three, four times on the route, but I mean, it's gonna it'd get pedantic and slow if I had to wash them every. I should just wear the damn gloves, I suppose. <clears throat> that's a move. If it's cold, it's an option. <laughs> I mean, the rubber gloves. Sure. Yeah. So, and you guys take care, too, uh, in sequestration. Yeah, we'll try to do one of these virtual happy hours or house party or something. Uh, mm -hmm. Coming up as a... It feels like it's been a long week, and it's, it's Tuesday. So. <laughs> yeah, true that. <laughs> uh, so we'll get through Wednesday and see how it goes. Sounds good. All right, Excellent. Folks. Night off. Night. All right. See ya. Oh,